0: Okay, before we begin, I know I promised some stories around Christmas plays and their debacles this week. Those are going to happen next week. Next week. So be ready for some guaranteed laughs. After a few emails and text messages this past week, um, I ended up calling an audible. And I want to follow last week's episode called Method Money Management with a look at applying those principles specifically to the self-employed. And this episode called O Mercenary dovetails nicely with the principles we spoke about last week, the five steps in method money management. Management. Number one, have a budget. That is your game plan. That is your navigational chart. Number two, an emergency fund. At least three months. Six months is better. One year is ideal. Number three, get out of debt. Car debt, student loan debt, credit cards, things like that. I'll give you a house if your mortgage is reasonable and your housing expenses are less than 25% of your total budget. That's fine. But all this other debt, you need to clean it up before you start looking at saving and investing. Step number four does just that. You want to start with your 401k to get your company match and then move over into your Roth. Step number five, well, hey, if you've committed to at least 15% of your income being invested, 20% would be better. 25% would be awesome. And if you are maxing out both your 401k and your Roth, well, then kudos to you step number five has you putting that money in taxable investments maybe putting it towards your house or uh, looking at other things that you may want to do trips vacations cars things like that with a little uh, money that you have laying around that um, I don't know you're killing it at that point so figure out what you want to do with your money and, and have fun with it it's okay it's okay to have fun with money trust me I have fun with money all the time. Now, a few tweaks and caveats for the mercenaries, the freelancers, and the self-employed. Step number one, that is your budget. And, well, you don't have an employer. You are your own employer, so you don't have anyone withholding taxes on your behalf. No withholding tax. So uh, you're going to be looking at saving around 25% of your income uh, so that you'll have money to pay your taxes. And that's going to be a line on your budget. And We'll get to that here momentarily. Step number four, that's going to have some nuances for the self-employed as well. No employer means no 401k and no company match. So you'll go first and invest in a Roth. And then once you have that maxed out, you can go to what's called a SEP IRA. It's kind of like a 401k for the self-employed. Uh, SEP is uh, Self-Employed Pension, and again, we'll get into that shortly. But first, you, my friend, are a mercenary, a hired gun. You move deftly from client to client in the shallow money trench where thieves and pimps run wild and good men die like dogs. You carve your own path and make your own way. You work for no one and yet you work for everyone. You have tools, knowledge, skills, and experience. You might be a jack of all trades, or you might be a highly specialized technician. Regardless, do you have yourself organized, prepared, packaged, and ready to act in the most efficient and economical way possible? This episode is for the mercenary. Now, first, a mercenary background, because I myself spent 30 years or more as a mercenary, always self-employed, always freelance. I moved from studio to studio, project to project. I juggled clients, projects, schedules, taxes, finances, insurance, logistics, travel arrangements, and pretty much anything else involved in running a successful business. Now, I'm speaking from the aspect of a music professional, but this could easily be applicable to a photographer, a mechanic, a website designer, or any other freelancers. And I'll break it down today with a caveat. I am not a legal or a tax specialist. What worked for me worked well for me, but it's possible it might not work. It might not be applicable Or it could even be illegal in your bespoke situation. So you will need to do your own due diligence in that regard. And I always recommend you work with a CPA who has uh, experience working with the self-employed. This will be a great asset and a great ally for you. So um, as you travel the mercenary path, be sure you have uh, someone like a good competent CPA that can help you along the way. First up, structure. You're going to do it. You're going to go out on your own and fulfill your dream. And right off the bat, you'll need to lay some groundwork, a strong foundation. How do you structure your business? Now, myself, I ran my business as a sub-S corporation. And the main reason I chose to incorporate, it forced me to run my business like a business. Not a hobby, not a side hustle. And if you go this route, your business will be a completely separate entity from your personal finances with its own tax ID number, its own bank account, insurance, its own set of records, and its own tax returns as well. With a corporation, you'll need to also file for a business license. And even if you work from home, you will need a home-based business license in the county in which you work. In my mind, This step towards legitimizing my operations was important. I simply prefer to run a legitimately organized business in all facets and give no one ammunition against the way I structure or run my operation. And I like a big heavy wall between my personal affairs and my business affairs. Okay, so next up, let's talk income taxes because this is where a lot of people go south right off the bat. I've seen a lot of people, I've seen a lot of friends drown in tax problems. And I mentioned this last week in terms of budgeting and saving. Brother, once you open that door to the IRS hellhole, it seems to always stay open. That door to the pits of hell never closes. Tax and IRS problems can plague you for literally decades. So do not dink around with this stuff. You got to take it seriously. I mean... Even Jesus hated tax collectors if you read the Bible, right? Okay. Maybe hated is a strong word, but he had strong words for them. As a mercenary, your clients will not be withholding taxes from your checks. If you charge $1,000 for a job, you'll receive $1,000 for the job. So a word of warning here, do not take that check and buy a $1,000 toy or take a $1,000 vacation. Because if you do, come April 15, come tax time, you're going to be short a few doubloons on the check that you're going to have to write to Uncle Sam. Every month, I religiously tabulated my gross income. I deducted my business expenses. I came up with my net profit, and I paid myself and I set aside the correct amount for my taxes. I put that money in a separate account dedicated for taxes and taxes only, and I didn't touch it until tax time. All right, with running a business comes expenses, and that's what we're going to look at next. Keep track of your expenses, period. Always pay your business expenses from your business account and keep a receipt of everything you spend. Keep really good records. Again, you're going to run a legitimate business in all facets, and it's okay and perfectly legal to deduct your expenses, but give no one ammunition to use against you by making up phony tax write-offs. Keep receipts, keep records, and anything that you need to document the needs and the legitimate business expenses you'll incur. I'm sorry, but diapers and other personal expenses are not tax deductible as a business expense. Now, you will be able to write off, let's say a portion of your house that serves as your home office or home studio. Know what qualifies and know what doesn't and keep it real. Tax cheats belong in Washington, D.C., if that's as far east as we can push them. Don't be a tax cheat. And I want to say one thing about tax deductions. A tax deduction does not mean you'll be getting something for free. And you don't necessarily have to have tax deductions. Every year, usually around this time of the year, as as the year comes to a close, I hear cohorts in the music business start talking about tax deductions. And they start talking about needing to buy some gear because they need some tax deductions maybe a new guitar or a new microphone or a a new set of fancy speakers and i swear i think that some think that means free stuff now think about this for a second though the the highest tax bracket is 37% so at most a $10,000 business expense would save you 3700 bucks in taxation meaning you'll still be out $6,300 and, and that's in a best-case scenario. Spending $10,000 to save around three dollars or $4,000, yeah, do that math, right? It never makes sense to purchase something just to get the deduction. Now, if you need something, you need something, but don't spend money just because you think you're going to create some tax deductions or get something for free because you're going to end up spending money regardless. And it's possible that money could be more wisely spent or invested elsewhere. Let's talk bookkeeping for a second. Devote the time necessary to keep an accurate set of books for your business. On a computer, this is incredibly easy. Using any number of programs, QuickBooks is the standard. Your CPA will love you if you use QuickBooks record all of your income and all of your expenses in your bookkeeping software. A full set of books on your business should take less than five minutes to produce on any given day. You can tabulate gross or net income, gross or net expenses, profit loss statements, wages paid expenses. I mean, everything is is able to be tabulated in very little time. Come tax time, It shouldn't take you more than an hour to output the necessary numbers for your tax return and to compile the necessary documentation. I have never understood folks who talk about tax returns taking them days and weeks to prepare with wailing and gnashing of teeth to boot. Be efficient with your records. It takes less than five minutes a day to keep up, and especially if you're not doing it with a shoebox full of Wadded up receipts out of your back pocket. And come April 15, you don't want to be up at midnight sweating profusely, drinking coffee, and, and trying to remember how much you were paid for that ukulele worship record. Am I right? Let's talk insurance. For me, this was another big advantage of a corporation because I found it much, much cheaper to insure my business and my recording gear as a corporation over the rates I was quoted as an individual or as a rider on my homeowner's policy. There are also some uh, liability protections that a sub-S can offer as well. So if someone goes crazy and wants to sue you, it can be hard for them to get beyond your corporation and into your personal assets in a lawsuit. In that regard, a $1 to $2 million umbrella policy is not that expensive and it's good protection as well. That's in case Karen trips on a Sharpie in your studio and ends up with a bad hip injury. You'll want protection there. And since you keep records of your expenses, as we've discussed, an asset list of your business is already compiled. You'll want to maintain that list for insurance purposes as well. I know three people who have seen their studios burned to the ground, and all three were home studios. If this calamity strikes and you start claiming a bunch of microphones and specialized recording equipment on your homeowner's policy, you're going to run into some problems very, very quickly. So ensure your business as a business. It is your lifeblood. By the way, all three of these studios that burned down, all three fires were caused by candles. Lesson, don't burn candles in your studio you're not freaking Yanni, man come on chief next up pay yourself believe it or not some people forget this part or they get sloppy with it pay yourself a salary monthly or weekly whatever works best for your budgeting but you are an employee of your own business your own corporation And a regular paycheck will help you manage that budget on the personal side of your finances. Step number one of method money management. Set up an automated draft from your business account or your corporate account that goes into your personal checking account and pay yourself a fixed salary. Clean, simple, easy. And then save money. You knew I was going to say that, right? Again, this goes back to step number four. Save at least 15% of your income and invest it in a Roth. You'll be able to invest up to $7,000 a year in a Roth. Do it. And if you have more than that in investable money, you can then open that SEP IRA and invest there beyond the Roth. Do the Roth first, then the SEP, And again, check with your CPA to make sure you have this lined up in a way that maximizes your tax sheltering. One of the secrets to success is avoiding taxation wherever possible. Getting paid, the most important aspect of your business. And in this day and age, with digital payments so readily available, there should be no need to wait for payment for your work. The checks in the mail line is over and done with. Payment is due at the time your services are rendered. Period. Be sure your clients understand this and then make it easy for them to pay. Cash, check, digital payment services, your choice, and then keep a record of each job, what you billed, the expenses you incurred, and the payment you received. And now, the fun stuff. Thieves and pimps run free. That's right. You will encounter pimps, predators, liars, thieves, and saboteurs in your mercenary missions. They are everywhere and they have no shame. Be prepared for them and do not let them take advantage of you. One thing we see a lot in the music business is the hey brother phone call. If you answer the phone and the first thing you hear from the caller is a hey brother, Be prepared. You're about to be asked to work for free or very close to it. I swear to you, it happens all the time. Be very leery in working for free or reduced rates. And often this comes with the promise of a bigger and better reward on a next project or something down the road. Prove your worth and then get paid for your worth accordingly. And don't fall for the hey, brother bait. Funny story. I was a 20-year veteran when a well-known Christian music producer had his intern, his intern, (laughs) call me and ask me to mix some songs for free so they could determine if I might be the right guy to mix some big projects for them. So first I asked, does your boss know you're calling up and asking people to work for free? And evidently he did know (laughs) And then I asked, well, how many gold, platinum, Grammy, or other award-winning records do I need to have under my belt to indicate I could probably handle your project? I ended the conversation by politely asking him to lose my phone number. I thought it was polite. My wife said my language caused her ears to catch flame, but um, she usually has a different opinion in that regard. So tread carefully hone and develop your bullshit detector and then trust it trust your gut if something feels off it's probably off that is a very important thing to remember if it feels weird if it feels wrong it probably is trust your gut in that regard i never signed a single contract in the music business contracts are worth less than the paper they're printed on 99% 99% of the time, I did just fine by a handshake deal or a verbal agreement. But I'll give you an example of what can go awry. I was once asked by this fine, upstanding fella to record his album. This, this fella has a great reputation around town. He is very popular. And he presented me with his recording budget, and it was a lot less than I was accustomed to making uh, when I recorded a record. A lot less. So I asked him, hey, can we agree on a mixing budget as well? I really wanted to do his project, so my hope was that if I could both record and mix the project, I could earn more for my total time invested. Well, he explained that he had already committed to a guy, we'll call this guy Mixer A, to mix his record, but if something changed and Mixer A was not available to do it for some reason, then he would have me do the mix. So like I said, I like this fella, I like the project, I really liked Mixer A too he he's a great guy so i trusted the artist in his terms and i agreed to record the project even though his rate was laughably low i just hedged my bets and and thought well i might score the mix as well and become mixer b in the case mixer a falls through as can often happen in the music business for one of any dozens of reasons so a handshake and done right and i go and record the record well lo and behold one day i'm on facebook Having recorded this record a few months ago, and this artist appears in a picture with a mixer B mixing his record. Hmm. Mixer A was out of the picture, but mixer B was definitely not me, as we had agreed upon. Or so I thought. I called this artist and I asked him about this, and I was met with a lot of amnesia on the other end of the call. I got the uh, ubiquitous, huh, hmm, and then I hung up. (laughs) Thieves and pimps run free, man, and I simply never worked with him again since I knew I couldn't trust him, but that's how it happens. I just move on, tread carefully, shake hands. For the most part, you'll do just fine, but every once in a while, you'll come across a snake lying in the grass along the way. Last point, business acumen, and this is very important. Early is on time and on time is late. If you have a job that starts at 10 a.m., be ready to go at 9.45. That means set up and ready to go. Not coming in the door at 9.45 to begin an elaborate 45-minute setup process that has you ready at 10.30. Man, I know a popular musician who did this on every session, and it drove me nuts. And it's expensive for those who pay for the session. When you total up a nice high-end session in a top-flight recording studio, your recording costs can run over $600 an hour. That's $10 a minute. So starting 30 minutes late costs the artist, who is ultimately bearing the cost of the session, around $300. Think about that. It's so selfish, too. Next, next point, underpromise and over-deliver. If you promise to deliver a mix or an edited set of photographs or you promise to complete a job on August 1, turn it in on July 29. Also, let your yes be a yes and your no be a no. Don't agree to a project and then bail out on it when another offer comes along that you like better. People are counting on your word to make their decisions and to move forward with their plans. And lastly, put the damn iPhone down or leave it in the trunk of your car. Seriously, you're being paid to work and to be present on the recording session, to collaborate and to contribute. You are not being paid to post pictures of your latte on Instagram and then debate the advantages of the healthcare system in Finland via a Facebook steamer. Do that on your own time or move to Finland to see if they will pay you to fart around on your iPhone. Rumor has it, they will. There's a lot of people that think Finland is the place to be. I once saw a player on a session so caught up in a wordle that he couldn't even keep track of where we were on the song or what we were doing next on the session. Ridiculous, man. Don't be that guy. All right, our conclusion. A mercenary must be weaponized and have plenty of ammo. So hopefully I've provided a few arrows for your quiver, a few high-caliber shells for your bandolier. Fare thee well. I will see you on the battlefield next week as promised ballerinas in the dark livestock go wild and a fake thunderstorm it's all part of the Christmas show season and I will laugh my way through it as always music here by Colehead check him out on Spotify thank you to Brooklyn Addison and the folks at Rhomboid Media for setting me up with the podcast and remember get out there get on the move stay on the move get with the man on the move. I will see you next week.